welcome to another episode of The Good Night Show. I am your host, Daniel Van Kirk. It is Monday, May 11th, around 12 a.m., Rochelle, Illinois time, and I am glad that you are here. Uh, let's welcome to the show our producer who makes almost every single thing happen so that we get to do this show every single night. He's great. He's wonderful. He's my friend. And as I said, he is our producer, Mr. Noah Everhart. Noah, welcome to the show, buddy. Good night to you. Well, thank you, Dan. Good night to you as well. Good. Well, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll take that. And I appreciate it. I always love Mondays because it, it uh, we have a week to look forward to. And normally sometimes that can be a little bit daunting or a little bit stressful. But when you're talking about all the fun events and things that are happening uh, in the coming days, plus when you close it out with a little bit of uh, Germania Butson news, it just feels nice. So uh, before we get into that, though, I do want to tell everybody that they can become a part of this show. Contact us any single time that you want to. You can leave us a voicemail or send us a text by calling 609-644-4855, or you can email us at thegoodnightpod at gmail.com. And you can use that information to let us know what you think of the show, tell us how you're doing, send us positive stories, sex and relationship advice questions, or tell us what you're being entertained by these days in your life. Um, All right, let's get right into it by finding out what day it is, as we always do, in segment one of the show on Mondays. Sunday, May 10th, that was yesterday, was Mother's Day. I hope Everyone uh, had a great Mother's Day, whether you are a mother, and maybe that's of children, maybe that's of a plant, maybe that's of a pet, but if there's something in your life that you uh, mother, I hope that you had a great day, and I hope if you have a mother in your life that you love, or a mother figure in your life that you cherish, you reached out to them and told them how much they mean to you. Mother's Day is always the second Sunday in May. For anyone who didn't know a little bit of the backstory of Mother's Day, the modern Mother's uh, holiday of Mother's Day was first celebrated in 1908 when Anna Jarvis held a memorial for her mother at St. Andrew's Methodist Church in Grafton, West Virginia. St. Andrew's Methodist Church now holds the International Mother's Day Shrine. Her campaign to make Mother's Day a recognized holiday in the United States began in 1905, the year her mother, Anne Reeves Jarvis, died. Anne Jarvis had been a peace activist who cared for wounded soldiers on both sides of the American Civil War and created Mother's Day work clubs to address public health issues. Anna Jarvis wanted to honor her mother by continuing the work she started and set aside a day to honor all mothers because she believed a mother is, quote, the person who has done more for you than anyone in the world. Um, you know, that's not always true. Not everybody uh, has a great mother, but usually we have someone in our life that was motherly to us. And I hope if uh, you have anyone who fits that bill for you, that uh, you took a little moment yesterday to honor them. Monday, May 11th, which is today, it's National Eat What You Want Day. And I mean, do I need another reason to eat pie? National Eat What You Want Day sets diets aside for the day of indulgence. It's about having one day a year of eating with no regrets. Created by Thomas and Ruth Roy, that's T. Roy and R. Roy, if you're nasty, Eat What You Want Day is just a way to enjoy life with friends and family. Many nutritionists even agree that taking a short break from your diet regimen is actually good for you. So I ask you, Noah, chime in here as I'm asking you, what is your day, you're going to eat whatever you want on Monday, May 11th today. What would you like that to be? And you can think about it. You can let I us I feel know. like I want 
Popeyes. Whoa, Popeyes! Have you had yeah. their? Have you had their new chicken sandwich? Is it something that you've? I haven't had the new sandwich. No, I haven't had yeah. it either. No, maybe that's what I'll do today. Is uh, when I get up yeah. and maybe for lunch on later today on Monday, I will. Uh, I will have a Popeyes chicken sandwich. I never did it. I didn't go. You know, there was a time in my life. It's funny you say Popeyes. I was addicted to Popeyes chicken. Really. I, I was having Popeye's, the three-piece tender meal with uh, mashed potatoes and gravy and a biscuit. Of course, of course. I was having that like three or four times a week. And I was never Catholic, (laughs) but I tried one year in college, I I was like going to test my willpower. So I observed uh, Lent and I didn't have Popeye's for the entire Lent. And then right after Easter, the Tuesday after Easter, I had Popeye's and I've never had it since. Whoa. I know. That's intense. Because I think I'm afraid. I think I'm afraid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't want to go down the rabbit hole. But now maybe I will today. <sighs> Popeyes. All right. I think it's the day to do it. If I was getting whatever I wanted, if I'm making it, I mean, it would be like two boxes of spiral mac and cheese. If I'm eating out and just not giving a shit, it would just be like all the brown bread from Cheesecake Factory. I would probably go mm. to like um, five cheese pasta from Cheesecake Factory, add chicken Ooh. and switch it up to the penne noodle. Uh, maybe even say, screw it. Obviously, I'd start out with the lettuce, the Thai lettuce cups, and then also save some room for the uh, combo steak Diane and chicken Madeira. I mean, I'll tear up a Cheesecake Factory, dude. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It sounds like it. If I ate all that, I bet you that's a five to 6,000 calorie meal. Easy. (laughs) Because at Cheesecake Factory, they tell you the the caloric numbers and it's insane. Yeah. Sometimes it's crazy what has less than three days of food. (laughs) Easily. Some days I only eat around 12 to 1500 calories. Right. Which isn't isn't enough. Uh, I should be eating more than that. Um, I should be eating around like twenty two hundred at least, uh, or right around twenty two hundred. But yeah, if I did, if I did, that'd be crazy. Mm. Do it. I dare you. <laughs> Don't dare me, dude. You dared me. You dared yeah, me. No double double dog dare, dude. You double dog dared me. Oh, that's some yeah, Philly shit right there. Uh, yeah. I'll think about it. We'll move on. On on May 11th, it's also National Foam Rolling Day. Each year on May 11th, National Foam Rolling Day recognizes a therapy that's been called the poor man's massage. Hey, we don't have to uh, econo- econi- economy shame people. You only go to the dentist once a year, but you brush your teeth every day, hopefully. While we can't get a massage every day, foam rolling offers the next best thing. Brush your muscles daily with a foam roller. The first foam roller was patented in the U.S. in the 1920s, so foam rolling is nothing new. However, foam rolling is gaining momentum in recent years. Foam rolling is great for you, especially your quads and your hamstrings, your IT bands. That is some great and any person who's like i don't understand the benefit do it for 90 seconds and you and you yeah. you might not keep doing it after 90 it would be like oh i see yeah you it starts to dig in there and it's so good for you oh yeah the 11th is also national twilight zone day i don't know much more about it other than that but i'm sure it's just recognizing one of the greatest shows of all day or maybe a way to to ask yourself am i in the twilight zone which i'm sure many of us feel like we are these days tuesday may 12th is national limerick day national limerick day celebrates the birthday of english artist illustrator author and poet Edward Lear, 
who was born on May 12th, 1812, and lived until January 29th, 1888. Lear is most uh, known mostly for his literary nonsense in poetry, prose, and limericks. Limerick poems were popularized by Lear's book, Book of Nonsense, in 1846. It's also National Odometer Day and National Nutty Fudge Day. I'm convinced as we are doing this show, I love the Good Night Show. I love doing it. I love doing it with you. It's 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 fun. It, it takes a lot of work. Uh, that is not said in a complaint. Uh, I just want people to know we put a lot of effort into this show. But I'm convinced after these weeks of doing this that every day is a day where you could eat something bad. Like almost every day seems to be like, or at least at least once a week. Um, let's move on to Wednesday, May 13th, because guess what? It's National Apple Pie Day. Now, the first apple pie recipe printed was in England in 1381. The list of ingredients include good apples, good spices, figs, raisin, pears, saffron, and coffin? The type, <laughs> is that how you think you say it? Is it coffin? I think so, but it sounds so morbid. I know, C-O-F-Y-N, a type of pastry crust. Uh, man, I hope... There's an episode of the Great British Baking Show where they tell, make them do like a 1381 apple pie. That's also what it should be called. Like somebody should be like, I'm going to make a 1381 apple pie. Um, Extra coffin in mind, please. Yes. While the apple pie existed well before the pilgrims landed on the eastern shores of what is now the United States, Americans wax poetic about how the American how American the apple pie is. The phrase "as American as apple pie" has been around for more than a hundred years. My mom's apple pie is unreal. What I wouldn't give for some of that right now. But I'm going to tell you right now, if you're fiending for some good apple pie, I have two recommendations for you. One is regional to me, and one is national. The regional one is the apple pie at Jones which is a bar and restaurant on Santa Monica in West Hollywood. Get it to Ooh. go if you live in the LA area or if you're even within 45 minutes away, it is worth it. You'll be supporting them. I think they're doing takeout. That is a great place to eat when you don't give a shit about what you're going to eat too. Um, but their apple pie is unreal. The one that's national, if you want some amazing apple pie on a national level, find the nearest McCormick and Smicks or Schmicks. They do an upside down uh, cinnamon crusted apple pie that is unreal. <laughs> Unreal. Uh, you treat go yourself. A la mode on that? Um, yes, of course. You come on, play it. Yeah. You know we are. <laughs> um, Teddy Roosevelt was impressed to have the taste of home when he was an American uh, eating apple pie while traveling in Africa. Little uh, tidbit. It's also National Fruit Cocktail Day. I love a good fruit cocktail. It takes me back. And International Hummus Day. This holiday was created by Ben Lang in 2012 with the goal of creating a holiday around a food that could bring people together from around the world. In 2008, Lebanon and Israel argued over who is the true originator of the hummus dish. Who cares? If it's good enough for people all over the world from faraway countries to your average comedy club, it's good enough for all of us. And it's International Hummus, hummus Day on the 13th. Love a good hummus. Uh, Thursday the 14th. Let's move on. It's National Decency Day. Lisa... Chalnoki, I tried, a New York-based parent and graphic designer, established National Decency Day in 2019 to continue a dialogue sparked by her motivation two years prior to address the div uh, divisive public discourse around her, as well as the news and on social media. She was determined to make a difference and set out to bring decency back to everyday conversations and actions. On National Decency Day, be mindful about learning to really listen while someone is talking to you. Appreciate where the other person is coming from and respect will be returned. You know, an interesting tactic that I've uh, employed sometimes in my life, when somebody says something to me that I find like offensive or outrageous or an opinion that I find to be hurtful or 
dangerous, you know what I like to ask that person is, um, what makes you feel that way? And then get to the heart of their ignorance or get to the heart of their anger or get to the heart of their fear and just say to that person, like, wow, uh, I don't agree with you, but would you mind telling me what's happened that makes you feel that way? Uh, and if they don't want to talk about it, then the conversation is over. If they do want to talk about it, maybe you can get to what the real problem is. Uh, it's also National Dance Like a Chicken Day. I don't know if I'll partake in this. Written in the 1950s by Werner or Werner Thomas, a Swiss accordionist, the chicken dance didn't even make it to the United States until sometime in the 1970s, and I imagine it was right at somebody's wedding. Upon arriving in the U.S., the song had acquired choreography with a repetitive, repetitive beak, wing, and tail motions, as well as the new name, the chicken dance. The world's longest chicken dance took place in Cincinnati, Ohio on September 20th, 2004. Uh, it's also a national underground American day across North America. Around, among approximately 6,000 people live in some form of underground architecture. On May 14th, we observe national underground America day. Whoa. Um, there's a, a couple other days there. Maybe we'll talk about that on the weekend. And then on the 15th, I want to hit at least one of these before we take a break. <sighs> All right, we'll do it. It's National Pizza Party Day <laughs> on, on this Friday. <laughs> Live it up. And then that's the third Friday in May of every year. And then while you're at it, it's National Chocolate Chip Day. In 1937, Ruth Graves of Wakefield of Ruth Graves Wick, Wakefield of Whitman, Massachusetts, must have been curious what a little bit of chocolate would add to her cookies. Can you imagine being the first person who thought of this? While working at the Toll House Inn, I guess that's where we get Toll House cookies, she added cut-up chunks of semi-sweet Nestle chocolate uh, to her cookie recipe. The cookies were a huge success, no shit. And in 1939, Wakefield signed an agreement with Nestle to add her recipe to the chocolate bars packaging. Man, I hope she gets a piece of everyone sold. In exchange for the recipe, Wakefield received, oh, she received a lifetime supply of chocolate. That's it, guys. She created the chocolate chip cookie. You gotta negotiate harder than that. But maybe she loved it so much it didn't matter to her. You know, like, uh, just like the cure for polio. No one made a single dime off of it because it just needed to happen. And chocolate he, yeah, chip cookies. He, uh, he, he also got paid in chocolate. Jonas uh, Soft for, did? Really? Yeah, he got wow. paid. Lifetime supply of chocolate. The, the Nestle brand Toll House cookies were named for the inn. Nestle initially included a small chopping tool with the chocolate bars. That'd be cool. I bet you can get one of those on antiquesroadshow.com. Starting in 1941, Nestle and other competitors started selling chocolate chip in uh, morsel form. That's pretty cool. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, guess what? We have Germania Budson News, where you will find out what's going on in the most beautiful little towns in Marquette County, Wisconsin. I want to tell you about High Noon Hard Seltzer made with real vodka and real juice because there's a lot of fake out there, but things just got real. High Noon Sun Sips are the easy drinking, great tasting, sun toasting, blue sky celebrating, memory making awesomeness in a can. Hard seltzers can be made from just about any mixture of soda water and alcohol. Some brands use malt liquors and sugar to flavor their drinks, but High Noon uses real vodka and real fruit juice for 100 calories of easy drinking take anywhere deliciousness high noon sun sips are offered in four refreshing flavors grapefruit pineapple black cherry and watermelon and the juice in each high noon sun sip is real they use a mix of juices to make each flavor but everything comes from real 
fruit. High Noon Sunsips come in packs of four and a variety pack of 12. And on their website, you can search for places near you to buy High Noon on the Where to Buy page. You can also check out your favorite grocery store, liquor store, or stay safe and practice distance socializing by checking with your preferred alcohol delivery service. High Noon is currently available in 32 states. And if they're not available near you, contact them and they'll see how they can help. So check out High Noon Spirits and enjoy responsibly. Go to highnoonspirits.com. High Noon Hard Seltzer. Things just got real. Looking for a way to let everyone know you're serious about social distancing, staying safe, and being smart, but want to look good at the same time? Check out Real Day Design. They have a variety of shirts, styles that look and feel great while also sending the message that you care about your health and the health of people around you. Choose from short sleeve or long sleeve tee, crew neck sweatshirt, or even a football jersey style t-shirt. Any option is perfect for looking good and feeling comfortable in your own home or on a walk. But letting people know you are part of the social distancing club doesn't just have to be worn. You can show everyone in your Zoom meeting where your priorities lie with the Social Distancing Club coffee mug. So quarantine, but make it fashion by visiting Real Day Design online at bonfire.com slash store slash real hyphen day hyphen design hyphen co. Again, that's Real Day Design online at bonfire.com slash store slash real hyphen day hyphen design hyphen c o all right we are back and i will now read to you news from germania and butson and the surrounding little towns in marquette county wisconsin and uh other nearby towns as well as sent to me via cell phone picture from my uncle Bob in Rhinelander, Wisconsin, written by Rhonda Goldsmith, and now read to you. Normally, I'd be really tired today after working hard for the annual Germania Community Development Association Benefit and Parade, but the tiny hamlet of Germania was fairly quiet on Saturday, April 25th. That is until a small fleet of five vehicles came to town. To honor the hardworking, Heller duo, I wanted to show my support and drum up a parade of our own MD 2020 style, Missy and Don. Germania Historical Society President John Severson and his son John polished up the truck, decorated with flags and wearing a face mask, while his wonderful wife Linda sat with their granddaughter Evelyn to watch in front of their house. The area was cordoned off with safety cones in case a crowd would show up. Our group was led by a fire truck, complete with a boat horn from the Nymphius fleet of North Butson. Alex and Cole Nymphius decorated their rig with signs while Cole passed out candy. Chris Wollert of Butson, mother of our Germania professor Casey Wollert, had an American flag in hand as she joined the lineup. I had a giant dog stuffed in my back window, a sign and flags all around my Jeep. John Sirio of Butson, who holds two elected positions in the Germania officials' court, followed in line with his trusty dog Chester at his side. We honked our way from the start up at Comstock Lake down to 18th to Eagle Road. We passed the Long Branch Saloon twice with Kevin the zookeeper cheering us on. Squirrel Tom Wargula was busy in his yard but managed to wave as we passed by. Joe Smith and his dog took notice of the noise and waved us by. Three cars continued on to Butson so we could go past the Heller and Katz homes before we ended our route by the, by the Butson Church. 
Crazy Wollert rode along with us by phone thanks to FaceTime. Of course, this was not the same by any means, but we wanted to show our support for all the great things the Heller family has done over the decades plus of the Germania Parade. Our hearts were happy, and it was so good to see friends, even if from a six-foot safe distance. We can hope to be back on track in 2021, but until then, we in the GCDA will continue to serve folks in the area as needed and will raise money to make this possible in whatever ways we are allowed. See you next year on Eagle Road for our biggest parade in the littlest town. Tuesday afternoon, while walking in the yard, I was happy to hear the sound of a grouse drumming nearby. I was unable to find the bird in sight, but I was able to listen to it pound feathers for about a half an hour. Hopefully this bird will stay off the road and not end up smuckered like the one I saw last year in Butson. He stood his ground on County E until a driver came along and did not yield. The sturgeon put on quite a show in Princeton all last week on the banks of the Fox River. By Sunday, when Mike and I were able to go watch the spawning activity, the fish were still jumping up, but not as active. Justin Fetzer of Lawrence and his sons Gunner and Archer held a homeschooling with dad class activity on the Fox, teaching the youngsters all about the stur- what the sturgeon were doing. The videos were very cool to watch on Facebook. Thanks to all that did share their view from the banks of the Fox River and the Wolf River as well. The Montello Theater was happily popping their fabulous movie butter popcorn on Saturday with a line of folks ready to buy some and take along to watch their movie at home. Nachos were also available and provided better to eat in the parked car. The concession window opening was a welcome sight on a Saturday night. Dick and Susan Chemnitz were one of the couples in line to grab a snack at a reasonable price while also helping to keep a local business alive. The ladies of Wings women's in God's service, have begun to sew a new style of masks for healthcare workers. Due to the long hours behind a mask and the use of elastic against a tender ear, the ladies are making a pattern with tie strings instead. Keep those machines going, ladies. All thanks for all of your hard work. Terry Woolert of Butson and Mike Henneke of Butson had a safe chat in the driveway Saturday. It is always welcome to have the chance to visit our wonderful neighbors, especially if there is a tractor involved. On Monday, while walking through the yard, I heard the familiar whistle of an oriole. If I followed it around until I was for sure who was singing to me. I already had the grape jelly feeder out and now added fresh oranges to the buffet. Chris Wollert told me on Monday that the Junkos, or Junkos were finally gone from their yard. We both have our greenhouses up and are hoping for good results. The microgreens in mine are growing quickly, just as they should, and they are already tasty. Have faith and carry on and keep growing forward in life. These gloomy days shall be behind us in no time. And that'll do it for news from Germania. Tonight's episode of The Good Night Show was produced by Noah Eberhardt. It was engineered and mixed by Brendan Lynch-Solomon with production assistance from the great Ben Zyper and the fabulous Lissa Rubin. The theme music was, was composed by Chad Bouchard and the artwork was created by CM Dugan. You can check out more of his great artwork at cmdugan.com. If you enjoyed tonight's show, you can get even more content of The Good Night Show at patreon.com slash thegoodnightshow. There, you can sign up for The Good Night Show Weekend Edition as well as exclusive weekly episodes of some of our favorite topics like the back page edition and the good night show mysteries plus you can get a supercut of this entire week's worth of shows as well as access to the entire back catalog of the hindsight podcast there are three patreon tiers available and the most comprehensive option is still less than ten dollars a month the good night show is not part of any network 
so all proceeds go directly to the cost and people that keep this show on the air. Your support matters and is truly greatly appreciated. One way to support is to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes and tell everyone about this show. Thank you again for listening. I'm Daniel Van Kirk, and remember, no man is a failure who has friends. Good night. Thank you.